Hey everybody, David Solomon here with Stuart Prisgell, and we've decided to put aside our intro for today, considering that today is uh, the day before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we decided to keep this a little bit more somber than, than our usual hype and excitement and what have you. And, you know, as I said, tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of September the 11th, and I'm not old enough, Stuart, to, to remember, like everybody, our parents talked about where were they when JFK was shot. There are those kind of moments in history that are just so poignant, memorable, and stays with you for a lifetime. And here we are 20 years later. So, Stuart, we're going to dedicate 20 minutes to this rant today in the 20th yep. anniversary. So I want to know from you, considering we weren't really together in the same city at the time, but where were you when you heard about the attacks on the Twin Towers in New York? Well, let, let me start it off at 8.45. I arrived at my office to head into the little kitchen to pour myself a coffee. And uh, 8.47, 8.48 on the news channel in the kitchen, we interrupt this broadcast. And 8.46 a.m., it's announced that a large airplane has struck the World Trade Center number one, also known as the North Tower. 8.56, I'm sitting in the lunchroom, and um, I'm mesmerized by what's happening on TV, where there is a broadcast where a reporter says that has never been rebroadcasted Holy fuck, a plane just hit the tower. We're under attack. That broadcast reporter and that memo has never been repeated since. And I was in South Florida sitting at a desk uh, later that day watching on the stream on my desktop the events that unfolded that basically included 2,977 victims, of which 412 were emergency workers that gave their lives to save countless thousands. I remember it like it was yesterday because I actually had a few colleagues that were in the tower on that day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, my story is slightly different. Um, I was in the newspaper business working for a local Montreal paper here, the Suburban. I ran the sales department. And that morning, I remember I got into the office sometime around 830, whatever. And I had to pass to go to the bathroom. I had to pass by the editorial department. And every week. Or every like I would see on screen the cover for the next day's paper. If you ask me what it was, I have no idea. Don't remember. But I remember vividly passing by going, oh, there it is. Getting back to my desk and getting a phone call from a common friend of ours, Tanya, who called me and said, David, turn on the radio. A plane just hit the twin tower, hit the tower. I ran into our general manager's office. I said, turn on your radio, turn on what I was. Again, this is 2001. So internet was, you know, and I said, turn it on. You're not going to believe what just happened. And it wasn't an accident. Nope. 
It took me close to an hour to find a video feed. Uh, it was C-SPAN, actually, at the end, where I finally got to see with my own eyes what had occurred. We were in absolute shock. We were a, we were a community newspaper. We were talking about local news. We publish on a Wednesday. This is a Tuesday. And the entire office remobilized. I mean, our the advertising department basically froze. We were in absolute, like, it was, it was unbelievable, the reaction. Our editorial department completely redid the entire, or the first third of the newspaper that day, changed the cover to the people running away from the Twin Towers with the dust behind them and everything. And I still have that paper. Um, being in the newspaper business, I bought a poster that I had on my wall for years about the different uh, cover pages, headlines in every newspaper around the world in languages that uh, unbelievable. And I got to tell you, Stuart, it stayed with me. And then when I later on, a couple of years ago, we visited the 9-11 Memorial and I just, you know, the impact of sitting in Montreal of having it happen versus going there. It's unbelievable. It's unimaginable. It all came right rushing back. I remember walking outside, hearing a plane a week after the attacks, scared. Like these are the kinds of memories that I have never forgotten from 9-11. And I'm, you know, Stuart, as we go through this broadcast, you know, you talk to today's generation, and there's that one cover. There's that's that's the cover that I had on my wall for one of the covers I had on my wall for for for, for years. Um, I will crap on CNN to the nth degree, but they had a great sh a broadcast on Sunday, where they were talking from the eyes of a, from the firefighters about this attack, unedited, uncensored. By the way, there are reports and whatever, including the one you just described. Um. And it's amazing. And people today, while we're sitting here commemorating this, I think they forgot what really happened that day. What was the significance of that day? Stuart, I don't know how you feel about this, but I know that it had a very profound impact, not just on myself, but on Canadians. What about well, you? What was the sentiment back then in Florida? I mean, I got to tell you that, you know, it was in stages and this this whole incident that was unfolding in real time. I didn't have to search for this on the Internet at all. It was it was readily available in the United States. Uh, my desk was wired in and I watched the second plane hit. And thereafter, it was the most uh, patriotic day where both parties were unified on finding the people who were responsible and seeking retribution, revenge. I mean, this is the single largest fatality. I think the word was justice, so too. The word is justice, justice, not just revenge well, and retribution. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think justice has yet been served. I think the complicit governments within the Middle East that allow this to happen and continue to allow 
organizations like this to exist within their borders. And now we have a country that is actually run by that very group that was in part responsible for that attack. The Taliban are the soldiers of Osama bin Laden. You know, we people today, and again, I was on the phone with an old friend who will remain nameless, who listens to our broadcast every once in a while, and he is way up in law enforcement, like top of the barrel, D.C. kind of guy. And he's a stand-up person. And the woke mentality that exists in government and that exists in our school systems are failing to teach and understand what the ramifications of an incident of this magnitude. It's actually a crazy story. You're 100% right. And and I'll tell you, I, I saw this online when I was researching for this broadcast. I was ill. And and I'll and I'll give you I'll, I'll show you folks what it is and this is you know this is just not one you know I know those of you who say oh Fox is Fox I'll show you a variety of different ones it's the same thing first of all we're not educating our students really about nine eleven okay we're not second of all we're, t- we're we're still dealing with that America is a colonialist power and we deserve to be attacked. You're telling me that 3,000 people deserve to die because of what? I mean, we've forgotten completely, completely. This was terrorism. This was pure, unadulterated terrorism. And the people who sit back there and say, you know, hey, we deserved it. Who in their right mind deserves to die that way? Remember, we're talking about they hijacked four planes, right? Two of the Twin Towers, one went under the Pentagon, and one crash landed in Pennsylvania, and there was only an idea of maybe it was going after the White House. Nobody knew. They purposely hijacked planes with full fuel, international flights, to create maximum damage and death. And to sit and to say we deserved it, and this is what college students want to hear i'm ill Stuart. i don't know how you feel but i am totally ill well you know they say a picture says a thousand words that's the second image that i have in my brain that i saw happen in real time the first one we no one saw we all saw the broadcast But this is the image that comes to mind, and this is how I feel. These people trained in South Florida ate at the local pita restaurants, and all the warning signals that were there were ignored, whether by the FAA, whether by the instructors, you know. They were utterly just ignored. And my feeling is words can't describe this emotion. Well, I don't think I don't think that any of us can say that they feel anything other than utter remorse 
because there were mothers, there were fathers, there were children, there were grandparents, there were civil servants, there were military, there were daycare workers that all perished. In a little on firefighters, ambulance, uh, yeah. you know, PR paramedics, you bet, police. So you ask me, how do I feel? I feel pretty sad as we roll through 12 minutes and 33 seconds in this broadcast. Well, let me let you me know? let me give you another perspective. This is a picture that won a Pulitzer Prize. It's called The Falling Man. If you watched last Sunday on CBS Morning News, CBS Morning, there was a it's, a, it's an interesting documentary that was done on this. Richard Drew took this photograph. He also was there the day that Bobby Kennedy was shot in 1968, but he had been there and he caught this picture. This is a man who fell to his death. He jumped to his death rather than burn in the, in the towers. Apparently, if you watch that same CNN documentary I mentioned earlier about from the fire, fire of the firemen, you heard people plummet to their death, that they would rather die that way, falling dozens of floors, than to burn alive. And if you're telling me that this is what America deserves, I, I don't get it. And, I, and when college students want to sit there and say, we don't want to lay blame. It's Islamophobia. No, it's not Islamophobia. It's not about anything more than if someone commits a crime, you call them out. These terrorists committed a crime. They brutally murdered close to 3,000 people, injured physically and emotionally, scarred for life, countless others. And to sit here and to say, oh, we shouldn't lay blame. I think that's horrifying. What do I tell parents, relatives, friends of those who perished? It's okay. It, it didn't mean anything. We are responsible. We deserved it. No, I, I can't. You know, in no world can you tell me that what happened on 9-11 made any sense and any rationale, Stuart. I just don't. You know, I, I'm pulling up some pictures that I'm grabbing online, and that's a picture that I not only remember, I actually was in a similar position on the other side of the island on a boat. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, when we were kids, we used to fly airplanes on a Microsoft aviation software called yeah. Flight Simulator. Sure. sure. Right through those towers. This is something that when you look at these people, and I brought Please. his picture up before, mm -hmm. he looks like an ordinary college kid to me, looks like a young man who could be in a grocery store standing next to you. But this is what I remember. Yep. And, you, you know, know we, I, keep, I keep saying the same thing over again. And, and, and again, not in my typical fashion, 
you know, getting all lippy and all angry. I'm just very sad. You know, Stuart, I think I, that the kids today aren't learning. They're not. What happened that day? They're not. Stuart, 17 states, 17 out of 50 states bother to teach anything to do with 9-11. And of those 17, they leave it to the teacher to, to explain. Now, they're saying it's hard for kids to understand. It's difficult for kids to understand. But, you know, I'm a history major. And I remember learning about Pearl Harbor. The worst attack on, by, you know, on American soil up until 9-11. And yes, you understood the, the, the geopolitics of why Japan attacked the United States. There's an understanding. You have to understand why so that you can avoid it in the future. Ignoring the lessons and the reasons why 9-11 occurred is, means we're going to repeat it all over again. And to sit here and to say America's a colonialist power. America deserves it. America should not have gone into Afghanistan. America shouldn't have done this, 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 and this, and this. You know what? You're rewriting history. You're not yeah. understanding the geopolitics behind what's going on. And yeah. as a result, but you know what, Stuart? This is the problem. We're going to repeat history again. You, I will assure you one thing. Ignoring these lessons, ignoring what's going on, this will be the second worst attack on American soil because there will be one that'll be even worse. David, I can't agree, disagree with you at all. I, I think that the squad who fails to acknowledge this and every single teacher mother, father, and educator that takes this broadcast. Now we're coming on to 18 minutes and 12 seconds. But these people and their lives were snuffed out in an instant. Yep. I uh, can only tell you that with utter certainty, these souls were just as important as the souls that all of these organizations claim to protect and represent. Yep. David, I think we should take 20 seconds of silence. And I think let's start it now. Stuart, I want to summarize by saying, in my point, one last thing. This was an indiscriminatory attack. You mentioned about mothers, fathers, children, grandparents, and so on. There were people of all races, religions, creeds, color, you name it. It was indiscriminate. These terrorists attacked people, and they didn't care who they killed, including their quote-unquote brothers and sisters, who they hurt, who they damaged. That, if that doesn't, you know, shock your system, I'm not sure what will anymore. And frankly, my call to this next generation who wasn't, who is 20 years old today, 
Do not ignore this lesson. Do not ignore the significance of 9-11, the impact on our lives, how it has changed our lives. You're walking through airport security for a reason this way. There are dogs smelling everything for a reason. Okay, people have to take off their shoes and socks for a reason. And you know what? God help us if this ever, ever happens again. Thank you, David. I think that's uh, very well said. We're at 20 minutes and 30 seconds. To all those who were impacted by 9-11 directly, our sympathies are with you. And may their memories never be forgotten. We wish you a good weekend. Stay well and stay safe.